A happy weekend to you and yours, and a very pleasant Saturday morning. I'm Colin Castleberry. Hope all is well. Welcome to the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. And folks, we are on the cusp of state tournaments, right? Tonight, we find out on the girls' side who will be headed back to the Murphy Center in Murfreesboro this season. And Monday night for the boys, we'll find out who's heading back to the state tournament it's a mixture here today. We've got three girls coaches. We've got, excuse me, th- four girls coaches and two boys coaches scheduled, as well as a very special bonus interview on the podcast version. Couldn't get everybody in. Uh, I was able to catch up with head coach Neil Caps earlier today uh, and had planned to get him in on tonight's program, uh, but truth be told, Coach Caps had a lot to say. It was fantastic. I didn't want to cut it short. So what we decided to do was uh, we've got six coaches here for you this morning and then a very special uh, bonus interview with head coach Neil Caps in the podcasted version. Again, I'm Colin Castle Barry, and this is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Welcome back inside the High School Playbook. A lot of this morning's guests are attached to teams that couldn't be much hotter right now. And that's sort of how this time of year goes. As many as many of you know, you want to be playing your best basketball right now. A lot of these teams are. And in that vein, we're going to start in Jamestown with York Dragonettes head coach Michael Green, a team that has seemingly been on a mission had a singular focus since the beginning of this season, and they are on the cusp of achieving that. We're joined now by York Dragonettes head coach Michael Green. Coach Green, I don't know that you can get much more successful in a region tournament than 59-18, 59-22, and while you only scored 30 against uh, Smith County, it was 30-18. to Over these last three games here in this region tournament, what has made you guys such a dominant force? Of course, uh, doing really well before that as well. Don't want to discount it, but seems as if you've almost taken a step forward here in the region. Uh, well, you know, I've always said defensively, you've got to be a great team if you plan on making it deep during tournament time. And, uh, you know, we, we hadn't been as, as, as good defensively as I'd liked, uh, you know, throughout the season and, and we've started Started improving quite a bit there, uh, you know, with different lineups and things like that. And, uh, you know, region tournament-wise, I hadn't even – didn't realize till you just said that. But, you know, holding, holding, I think, all of them to 22 or less points was uh, – you know, that's huge. You can do that. You can hold teams, uh, you know, 22 or less a game. You're going to have a chance, even when you're having bad offensive games, uh, as we're obviously, uh, you know, susceptible to. But, uh, you know, you know, the tournament time, your offense may not travel always, but your defense better or you're, you're going to get beat. And, you know, luckily our defense has traveled with us and, uh, you know, struggled offensively against Smith County. Uh, great team they've got. Uh, anytime you're playing somebody four times, it's very difficult. We didn't, we didn't attack things offensively the way we would, the way we had planned, but, uh, you know, it ended up working out anyway and, uh, pulled out there in the fourth quarter and, they can definitely win by 12 or so. Yeah, I was going to say, first time you guys have uh, failed to score more than 40 points uh, in a ball game this season, and you had scored more than 40 in every game except Smith County. 
uh, he, you know, since January 26th, that just what, 30 points. What what do you guys have to do to find more consistency offensively? And as you started to talk about there, uh, what kind of happened in that Smith County game to to see that 30 point total? Well, yeah, you know, they've they've scouted us and studied us probably more than anybody, uh, more than ourselves. You know, they've probably watched more film than we have. Uh, playing them four times, you know, they gave us all kinds of different looks uh, defensively. <laughs> so we'd seen pretty much everything that they'd had. And, uh, you know, I feel like they were want, wanting to kind of slow it down probably and, uh, you know, hope to get a lead and probably try to make us come out and get them a little bit. Uh, so, you know, the goal was to keep the lead. Uh, we just offensively against their zone, we didn't get to the spots and the people to the spots that we were wanting to. And we shot very poorly from the field, uh, you know, but our top scorers when they're only shooting six, you know, six shots in a game, it's, it's going to be hard to, to get much going offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just, you know, we had some terrible turnovers, uh, but the biggest thing was the scheme. We didn't, we didn't have the people in the spots that we wanted to. We didn't attack the zone the way we wanted to. And then when we got them pulled out of the two, three, we didn't attack that like we wanted to. We didn't attack the running jump. We kind of, just kind of played a little scared and like we weren't wanting to score the ball, which, uh, you know, that's never good. But we ended up, uh, you know, fourth quarter, we finally made some things happen and, and, you know, got lucky to get out of there with the win. So what do you do to clean some of that up? Where do the Dragon Nets get better here over the next couple of days? R- 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 uh, over the next, I guess now, about 36 hours, uh, regardless of, of tomorrow night's opponent? Uh, mentally mentally they've got they've got to be mentally ready they've got to mentally be confident and I've, I've said that all season long you know we're, we're still mentally immature and not in a bad way it's just we don't have the experience that what you would normally have on a team that's made it this far but at the same time you know I tell them we played we played 30 games now so you know there shouldn't be any excuses you played some of the best teams in the state and if you were on the floor making things happen you know, in a game where you're playing a great team and you're winning that, you know, you must be pretty good. So, you know, I've got all the confidence in the world in, in my players, but, you know, sometimes they all, all of them struggle with, with confidence. And, you know, our biggest defender right now is not the team we're playing. It's, it's our own mindset. So hopefully everybody will get that straightened out because, you know, very rare for teams to, to make it to a sub-state game, uh, much less four in a row. So, you know, there, there's, Nobody's going to care if you're scared, nervous, worried, any of that. After those four quarters are over, the game's over. So you might as well give it your best shot. You guys will have your first home game, true home game, that is, uh, since February 5th, I believe, tomorrow night. What does it mean not only just to be back in Jamestown, period, getting to play on your home floor, but obviously as someone who's been in this game multiple years in a row now, what does it mean to have a sub-state game at home, what level of an advantage can that play? Well, the first, uh, the well, the first two years we went uh, to the sub state, we were on the road, and that's just a. It just seems like it's so much harder on the road. Uh, you know, of course, the other team's fans are, you know, they've got a bigger crowd, and you know, we those first two years we had a great crowd travel with us here. You know, this year we've not had as many fans traveling, so you know, it's good. Hopefully, everybody will show up here, and we'll have the place packed. But just that home feeling, getting not having to travel two and a half, three hours, uh, you know, getting to hang around here and, you know, playing somewhere where you're familiar and comfortable. And, uh, you know, I think we had played the uh, first round of the region here, and I don't know what the date on that was. But it, it has been 
it has been a week or two since we've been here. But you always want to play at home, you know. And uh, apparently, we've done a good job of protecting our home court. We've uh, we've done pretty well here, so it's much better than having to travel down toward Memphis or Nashville or anywhere like that. So uh, you know, we we won't have any excuses. Yeah, no doubt those trips do uh, do suck very much. You did host White House Heritage in the uh, the quarterfinal of the region. That was uh, February twenty third. You are correct, uh, but. Pearl Cone coming up uh, tomorrow night. I don't know how much film you've gotten to watch, how familiar you are with the uh, the Lady Firebirds, but is there anything you know about Pearl Cone that you guys will have to try to uh, take advantage of, counter, or key on tomorrow night? Well, they've got a they've got a point guard number one, a great player, very very fast. She uh, she does a lot of penetrating and can also shoot the three. Uh, Everybody else they've got on the floor, they, from what I've seen so far, they like to shoot the three. They played a lot of two, three zone, but they've also, I've seen them press some and played a little man and, you know, a little half-court trap. So the good thing about all the teams that we've played, we've seen every type of defense that, that, that we might end up facing as, as we go on here. So, uh, you know, the biggest key is we've just got to play confident and, and play like we can and, you know, everything will take care of itself when we do that. We we're due for a great game because we've not had one in a while. <laughs> York Dragonettes head coach Michael Green as they prepare for a sub-state game this evening at 7 p.m. And what a matchup it promises to be. Head to Jamestown to check it out. Tip off at 7 p.m. And yeah, I I almost I had something else I was going to say, and, and the ADHD. Uh, beat me to it so head coach michael green thank you to coach green for joining us on the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders we'll stay in class 2a but we'll flip from girls to boys here on the high school playbook to speak with head coach kevin thomas and the jackson county blue devils who of course uh thursday night had a real classic of a basketball game at Liberty Creek, taking on White House Heritage in the region championship. They came up just short, but again, it was an incredible ball game. If you missed it, you can go check it out, ucsportsnation.com. We'll have a replay. I was on the call. It was a real pleasure to be there. It's also a real pleasure to now be joined by Coach Thomas. Coach, when two guys in Will McCrary and uh, Wayland Kennedy combined for 41 of your team's 49 points, what did you think of those two young men's performance in obviously what was an extremely pressure cooker of a situation? Oh, they were just phenomenal. I, I thought Will got us off to a great start. Uh, he and their big kid really, I mean, they just went at each other there early and each other both matching baskets in the first quarter. And, you know, it was 16 15 and then Waylon hit a couple there, but, uh, you know, then Waylon really and truly, uh, he, you know, have six threes and, and he gets fouled on one and hits all three free throws. Uh, they just really, really played well. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned it right there, and it's something I actually commented on as well. Uh, sort of early, this was one, uh, kind of a 1980s, you know, low post painted area sort of battle. As somebody who's been around the game for, for a while, how much fun did you have getting to watch two bigs kind of battle it out there early? Not something you get to see a whole lot of in today's game. No, and it was just really fun to watch. And and I had people comment to me after the game how fun it was. You know, it was really fun to watch those. You know, the big kid there at the White House Heritage six ten. 
as just a big, strong kid that uh, was really good. And Will was able to get some shots on him, make some really nice moves, and go finish at the rim. And it was just two really good sophomore kids really uh, playing well in a big-time game. Yeah, Avery Coles, their uh, their six ten post there, and, and not a guy that they've necessarily pounded the rock into this season. They chose to do that last night. He had nineteen in the first half. He had just six though in the second half. What were you guys able to do to adjust at halftime to sort of deny him the basketball and and keep him from having another near twenty point half? Well, uh, I thought a couple of things. First, I thought we'll. Uh... You know, he was able to, his conditioning was able to try to really get pushing and push, trying to get him away from the basket. And he, in the second half, he caught it further away and he missed some shots that were, you know, just five or six feet further away from the rim than what he did the first half. And and uh, I thought just just a little fatigue, I mean, going at each other and it's hot and a big crowd. And, you know, I just uh, thought that kind of played into the Avery kind of, not shooting as well. And then, to be honest with you, I thought it really affected Will's game in the second half a little bit, too, of just how hard he had to play defensively. Because no doubt it's the, it's the toughest matchup he's played against this year. And, and uh, you know, that kind of affected him there for a little while. Then he kind of got going again later in the fourth quarter. But uh, I just thought that both kids really, really played well and played with them so much heart during the game. and, and uh, they just it, it was just really, really a fun matchup there with those two. It most certainly was. Not so fun as seeing two guys combined for 41 of 49, though I would say as good as those two played, and certainly Wayland and, and Will had incredible ball games. What do you guys have to do here coming up in a sub-state matchup and hopefully in the state tournament if you were to win it uh, to get other guys you know, a little more involved offensively uh, so that a defense can't key on Will and Waylon? Well, I just thought that uh... – you know, they, the others, be honest with you, we just, I mean, I think Alex Mattis hit two threes and Parker had one bucket, but, uh, you know, they really done a good job in their matchup zone trying to just, they, they basically said, listen, we're going to try to take the three away with our length and size, and if they get by us, I don't think they care because they had a 16 kid inside, and, and you know, we got to where we are penetrating and kicking, but we just couldn't get any shots to go in, you know, I mean, uh, just just to be perfectly honest with you, we had some looks and they just didn't go in when we needed to go in for some other guys. And, and uh, you know, for us, the biggest thing is going on the road in a different environment, uh, playing a different style of team or different kind of team than we're used to playing. And, and uh, you know, it's all a learning experience, but these kids have played hard every game. And, you know, I don't think we're going to be intimidated. It's just a – it's – you know, anytime you go on the road in the sub-states, you probably well got you got a tough road ahead. But uh, you know, you have to persevere, and and and, uh, and the mental part of it has to be you just have to play extraordinary. You know, mentally, and what I mean by that is just these kids. We have to play loose, we have to play free, and we have to you know to play the way we've been playing. You mentioned it right there. You go on the road here for this sub-state game to White Creek. 
Uh, I'm sure you haven't necessarily gotten to watch a whole lot of film or maybe any at all, uh, but what do you possibly know about White's Creek uh, and maybe what are some things that either you guys can work on uh, to get better yourselves or some things maybe that they do that you want to try to to key on or counter? Well, you 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 hit it. I've not watched any film yet. I'm going this morning, and uh, we we're getting together and and watching some film. I did look up on the bus on the way back. Jeremiah Crutcher is the head coach, and it was so funny. I thought I know I know that name, and uh, I researched him there on the bus on the way home, and he was the point guard at Hunter's Lane when my old sixteen made it to the state tournament. I I coached against him, and. Uh, you know, he ended up going to Okaloosa, Walton down in Florida and playing and then coming back to PSU. But, uh, you know, I, that's about all I know about White's Creek. I know they're going to have a good basketball team. And, you know, it's, it's you know, we're going to try to do some things. But, you know, ultimately it's going to be about how well we play. Every coach in the UC, really every coach ever will tell you that's what it's about. How well do we play playing our game? We're concentrated on ourselves. We've heard it countless times on this program this year, and it certainly isn't going to change now. Head coach Kevin Thomas, Jackson County Boys Basketball, the Blue Devils preparing for a Monday night region or uh, sub-state game on the road. And that was head coach Kevin Thomas on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From the boys of Gainesborough to the boys of Birdstown, head coach Joseph Eminette and the Pickett County Bobcats, who have struggled in key moments but otherwise been red hot here uh, in the postseason and beyond back into the regular season. They fell in that final game of the regular season to Red Boiling Springs. We harped on that, but then they went on a four-game winning streak through the postseason, and then the other night, Thursday night, fell to Gordonsville in a region championship game. And so now, back in a situation they were in just last year, they will have to travel to Chattanooga Prep on Monday night for a sub-state matchup. Head coach Joseph Aminette joins us on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach Aminette, uh, last time we spoke, it was coming off of a, a, a really difficult loss to a Red Boiling Springs team there in the regular season. All you guys do is turn around and, and run off four consecutive victories to get yourself to a region title game. Uh, that one obviously didn't go your way, but but I want to start with your team's uh, response to that last regular season loss. And obviously as a part of these four games and a win over Red Boiling Springs, what did you like out of your team and the way they responded there at the end of the regular season uh, and entering the postseason? You know, I, I, I'm, um, I think we played really, really well in the postseason. You know, we've won, uh, um, won four in a row there, won the district tournament and real close games. And then we, we had a tough region. You know, it, um, the uh, Knowledge Academies finishes fourth. They were tied for first in the regular season in their conference, and then they suspend a player or two for the district tournament, so they finish fourth, and then they reinstate those players three days before we play. So we're playing in the 1-4 game to start the region, which should be an, an easier game, and we actually uh, we actually are playing probably the best team in that in that other district, and we were able to beat them. And then Red Bull Springs, <clears throat> who's playing really, really well, Goes and beats East Robertson at East Robertson and playing high, and then we we go and we go and beat them, and then um, then we have to travel back down and uh, and play Gordonsville, who's playing real well, and wasn't able to come out with the victory, and 
you know, I just think with us, we were the, the team that was having to travel the furthest. It was two and a half hours one way on a bus to get there. And we had two hard games, and I thought the game last night was really physical. And uh, Gordonsville had two games that, that weren't quite as tough in the region, and it was a you know a little under an hour drive for them. And I think that probably played into it last night. And that's how the postseason works. And we're excited to be going to Chattanooga Prep and um, and playing on uh, Monday night in the state sectional game. We're familiar with them. We went down there and lost in overtime last year, and we played them at home this year and lost a, a game in the last thirty seconds. So. We feel like we're prepared for them, and we're excited to play. Well, certainly, Coach, you you run through just about everything I could uh, go to next there, and I absolutely love that. Uh, Gordonsville, it's hard to beat a team four uh, four times in a given year. You guys had come up on the the right end of it three times. They end up with a win uh, there in that one. Uh, what did you like out of your team, though, uh, in a really difficult uh, ball game that doesn't go your way that that obviously as you mentioned uh sort of got played into by travel time and and previous matchups you know I, it um you know I, I thought our ability to play through physical play last night was was really good i, I mean I, i've been coaching high school basketball eight years and uh last night's game was the most physical game i've ever coached in uh, it was it was more physical than most college games and um you know and we, we don't have the size that gordonsville has and we were able to play through it and, um, you know, we were right there with an opportunity to win. They made some big shots. They played real well. Uh, the foster kid had a, had a career night. And, uh, and we still had a chance still had a chance to win with two minutes to go. I think my team just has a lot of resiliency. They've got a lot of toughness. And, um, you know, if you're going to get to a state tournament, you got to win games that are tough to win. And we've been – you know, we haven't had any easy postseason games. Our, our two district games – uh, we hit, we beat Clay County on the last second shot, and then we were down 12 points to Gordonsville in the district tournament game, the district championship game. We won it, and then we, you know, like the other two games I talked about in the region. So I think my team has, has got great toughness, great togetherness. I think we're built to to get to the state tournament, and uh, I think you'll see that on Monday night when we go to Chattanooga. Yeah, no doubt you're going to need it when you go to Chattanooga on Monday night. You mentioned it. You faced them last year uh, in a similar situation, faced them earlier this year in a really, really tight ball game. What makes them such a tough matchup, and what are some things you hope that uh, your team at this point in the season can kind of key on and and try to take away from them or counter from from Chattanooga Prep? You know, they've got great speed for – for class A. And you know, it's unusual. A charter school, it's funny that charter schools play. Charter schools are, are basically a private school. Mm-hmm. They get kids in from, from everywhere. They get money to go to that school for free and, uh, and they play public school basketball. So it's not like a normal, it's not like going and playing a normal, a normal public school. Uh, so they've got kids from all over Chattanooga. They've got great speed and great length and they've got a lot of players and um, they just present, present a problem that you don't see in class a main a lot of times but we scheduled this year to play teams like them and uh, play bigger conference teams and i think we just have to be careful with their pressure not let them uh turn us over and make sure that we take good shots and just sit down and rebounding will be a big key and i've got a veteran team with really good guards and, and i think we can handle it one of the things coaches tell you is you want to be playing your best basketball this time of year. You guys certainly seem like you are, but also coaches tell you that you know you never really stop growing. You can always get better. 
regardless of your opponent on Monday night, it happens to be chat prep, but where the Bobcats improve? What's the emphasis here over the next couple of days for you guys? You know, I think just, you know, we've, we've, we've improved tremendously all season. I think when you get to this point in the season, you just, you have to, you have to cut down on small mistakes. You know, the, the margin of error gets less and less with each game. And I think with us, can we execute at a level and make the fewest mistakes possible? Because when you get to these games, it's usually the team that makes the fewest mistakes wins. And, um, and that's, that's kind of what we've got to continue to improve on. That's head coach Joseph Amonette Pickett County Bobcats as they prepare to chatter to, to chatter to travel to Chattanooga Prep on Monday night in a sectional game for a chance to go back to Murfreesboro and the state tournament. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, we go back from boys to girls action across the UC, and from Birdstown we head all the way back towards Cookville and past Cookville up Highway 111 and up the mountain to Van Buren and speak with head coach Tyler Sapp now as he joins the program. The Van Buren County girls have done what you want to do. Since we spoke to them in late January or early February, all they've done is win every ball game. They've won several of them in convincing or dominant fashion. And now Coach Sapp joins the program as they prepare to host Clay County's girls. Oddly enough, in a sub-state game tonight, two teams that are just about an hour apart instead of about three hours apart. Coach Sapp, uh, since I talked to you live at uh, Chick-fil-A there in about late uh, January, early February, all your team has done is rattle off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine consecutive wins. What an incredible run here, uh, including through the district and region tournaments. Uh, what have you guys been able to do, maybe even more specifically, uh, you've held four consecutive opponents to, uh, to 30 uh, or less than 40 points. Um, you know, it's just being, just trying to be more disciplined, uh, defensively, uh, you know, and make, make people take the shots that we want them to take and make them take tough, con- uh, contested shots. Uh, you know, I think that's everybody's goal. Um, but, you know, that, that's one of the things we've been, we've really done well as of late is, uh, forcing kids to take shots that we want them to take. You've also scored a 60 plus and had a couple 70 plusers. Uh, it's one thing to play great defense or one one thing to play great offense. You guys seem to be doing both at the right time of year. What's help, What's led to that? What's led to you guys maybe doing what every coach wants to do, and, and that is play your best basketball right now? Uh, we've been uh, – we well, obviously playing at home has helped a lot mm-hmm. because we just shoot better there. Uh, you know, we've not played a game on the road in like, I don't know, I mean, for, it seems like forever because the district and the region tournament was all at – all at Van Buren County, so um, that's been a big help. But we've been shooting the shooting the three really, really well. Uh, and then uh, our post presence inside, Kara's been playing well. Uh, so when you when you can play inside and out, uh, you know you can you can score you can score a lot of points. And you know we've been getting a lot of steals and a lot of turnovers that that lead to transition buckets. And you can you know that also helps uh, contribute to that point total. Yeah, the one one away game at Whitwell on on February twelfth. Before that, it was back on on February second at Bledsoe County. 
Uh, Coach, you you sort of mentioned it there, right? I mean, you have to have a really good team to align with this kind of luck, but how much fun has it been and how much of an advantage has it been uh, getting to play both postseason tournaments right there in front of your home fans on your home floor? Uh, you know, I mean, it's obviously not having to travel is great. Um, and like I said, we play we play really well at home, and our fans is a big big component of that. Uh, you know, and it, it it helps us to play better for sure. Now, our fans do travel well, but it's still being at home. We have more people show up and come out, and you know, it, it, it's been fun to to win the district in the in the region. But you know, we we've we've got our eyes set on on something bigger. So uh, you know, and that's that's the end goal for sure. No doubt, uh, and you've got a, a really talented Clay County team sitting between you and getting to the state tournament. Uh, you know, normally in a sectional, whether you're the one at home or the one traveling, it's a great distance between teams. You you end up team has to travel two plus hours. How odd is it? Before we even talk about Clay County as an opponent, just how odd is it to to have a team that's uh, about an hour away, maybe if that from you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, like last year when we played Clark Range, you know, they're only an hour and ten too. So we're kind of that outlier there, you know, in that uh, in our region that we are closer to to those teams that we would play in sub-state. So I mean, you know, good for I mean, it's great for them. They ain't got to travel two and a half hours. Uh, you know, you know, Carver Basin's having to. It's like three hours and thirty minutes to pick it. So I couldn't imagine that on a bus. That would be uh, terrible. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt you want to imagine that. What do you know about the Lady Bulldogs? What have you maybe seen on film or because of the the proximity, have you been able to maybe, you know, see a little bit more of them throughout the season? Um, we've not we I've not seen them play uh, you know, in person during the season. I've, I've obviously got a, uh, quite a few films on them and stuff, but uh, you know, they're they're very very talented, very skilled offensively, so uh, you know, we're going to have to uh we're going to put our our defense, you know, what you've been talking about, our defense, the test Saturday because they're very, very skilled and they're a very, very good basketball team. Um, you know, with uh, Buford, um, you know, she can score at all three levels. She's she's good good as an offensive player as they come. So I think, uh, you know, stopping her as much as we can, contain her, I guess, would be the better word, um, is going to be is, is going to be huge for us. Yeah, this is one of those games that projects to be a little bit old school in the way that it could be played. Uh, you guys both have really talented guards that can make the shots and, and fly up and down the floor, but the matchup really will find itself sitting there in the post in the painted area, two very, very good post players. How do you guys sort of take advantage of your talent in the painted area while negating uh, theirs down there in the low post? Uh, you know, I think the biggest the biggest thing that we can do defensively on Hayes is just kind of, uh, you know, just make her shoot it over Kara. Um, try not to bite on any fakes or anything. Just play disciplined defense. I think that that goes back to our whole game plan. Play as disciplined defense as we can without fouling. And you know, they make a tough shot. They make a tough shot. People make tough shots all the time. Um, you just can't get can't get frustrated and can't get, uh, you know, trying to block happy and, and slap slap at the ball. When, when they make tough shots, we still got to continue to do our game plan. And then offensively for us, um, you know, Kara does have a slight height advantage. So I think that's big for us um, because I think she's going to be able to shoot it over. But, you know, they are, they're probably about the same size and strength. So the, you know, Kara's always going to have to take shots from further out. 
Um, and that's things we're going to have to work on today in practice of trying to get her comfortable shooting those shots a little further out. Um, because it's, like you said, it's going to be a battle down there, uh, for position for, you know, 32 minutes. Yeah, you started to talk about it right there over these next about 36 hours and over the last couple of days. What's been the emphasis? What have you guys worked on in practice uh, to prepare for, obviously, Saturday night and a chance to to send yourselves to Murfreesboro? Um, We've been working on handling pressure, um, first and foremost, because they they do a really good job of pressuring the ball in the half court, the full court, wherever. You know, they're very, very good at pressuring the basketball. Um, So that's something we've been working on. quite a bit uh we worked on our on our defense um, how we're going to guard them and that kind of stuff and then you know I just worked on our offense our sets and stuff of how we think they're going to guard and uh and, and that kind of stuff you know just working on all facets of our game so we can play as well as well you know as well as we can not unlike Jackson County and White House Heritage turned into the other night on Thursday, Clay County and Van Buren County, these girls could turn into an old-fashioned battle in the post down in the painted area. That was Van Buren County head coach Tyler Sapp. When we come back, we'll talk to the coach he goes up against tonight, Clay County's Matt Walker on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We spoke with Van Buren County girls head coach Tyler Sapp in our last segment. Now we talk to his opposing coach, his opponent tonight in a sectional matchup. Clay County girls head coach Matt Walker joining the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. They always say you want to be playing your best basketball this time of year. And I mean, I certainly can't argue that you're not the only two losses uh, since all the way back on January 20, well, actually, that's also so since January 12th uh, to Clark Range, uh, our Pickett County, and, and no slouch there, a very good program. I do want to look back, though, at that region championship, a tight ball game, 60-46. What were the Lady Bobcats able to do in the end to walk away with the victory? Well, Emmy Lowe just uh... – Kind of put them on her back, and, uh, you know, she made plays, uh, got to the paint really well, finished really well. Um, you know, we was down three going into the fourth. Uh, six, down six with uh, a minute 30 left, minute 34 left. And, uh, you know, once they have a lead on you, they're pretty good about keeping it out with their two good guards. And uh, they made their free throws late game, didn't turn it over, and uh, was able to extend their lead from six to 14. And, uh you know, that's what good teams do. They they make their free throws and they take care of the ball and, and put games like that away. Like I said, you have to go back almost two months to find a loss for this team uh, that isn't to Pickett County, especially here recently over the last, uh, you know, two weeks or so with the district tournament and the region tournament. What have you really loved from your team uh, kind of becoming the best team they can be this time of year? Uh, you know, I think health has been a big issue for us all year. Um, you know, we was missing a uh, couple of girls in, in several of the games we lost, and my, my post player in particular. And uh, she played really well against Pickett County the other night. I think she had, uh, you know, 14 points and 10 rebounds or something like that. So uh, she uh, she's a big key for us in getting her back healthy. And uh, uh, the defense of Lacey Wicks, can't say enough about that. She's uh, – one of the most, probably the most, probably the most athletic person in the district, and uh, one of the best defenders in the district. And uh, our, our team helped defense. You know, we're pretty good about taking other team scores away, but uh, Pickett's just got too many options. 
They most certainly do, no doubt of that. Uh, Coach, you, you mentioned it there, getting back the your post and, of course, playing really, really good defense. You're going to have to do a similar thing tomorrow night. Uh, before we talk about Van Buren County as an opponent, just how odd is it to look at a sectional game think normally you'd have to go on the road and travel hours in a game like this and you guys somehow just have to go to Van Buren County is that is that a little odd at this time of year it's pretty exciting you know we're uh, definitely excited about the close trip and uh, you know just right off of Cookville you know we're gonna stop in Cookville and get a bite to eat and uh, uh, I think that's great for our fans I'm, I'm hoping we have a huge fan base there and I know Van Buren has a lot of tradition. They're going to have a great fan fan section there. And if you've never been to a game at Van Buren, especially a game of this type, it's uh, it's one of the best atmospheres around. Yeah, no doubt they they bring a whole lot of pageantry to it. Uh, obviously, a Van Buren County team that that hasn't lost in the month of February either. Uh, twenty one and ten on the season for them. What have you maybe seen from them, whether it's throughout the season because of their proximity or? Uh, an ability to watch some film already. What have you seen from the Eaglets that you guys have to try to key on? Well, they're, they're kind of the same boat as us. You know, they started off kind of rough this year. Uh, you know, their best player had been out. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when she got back. I'm going to say somewhere around the middle of December. But uh, since they've got her back, they've only lost one, maybe two games, maybe. Uh, she's one of the best players in the state in the classification. Uh, they got a good post player to go with her. They got some really good shooters to go to go around those two. So uh, they're well coached, and uh, you know they play with a lot of pride, especially in that home gym. No doubt, you can always get better, no matter what time of year it is. What's been the emphasis over the last couple of days? What's the emphasis here in the next thirty six hours uh, for the Lady Bulldogs? You know, we've got a great group of seniors. Um, our seniors have played in two of these sub-state games. They played in uh, two state tournaments. So uh, just kind of relying on their experience and relying on things that's got us over the hump in the past. And, you know, number one being our defense and uh, uh, trying to focus in on our rebounding and, uh, you know, just go out and guard those girls. Rebounding, paint touches, paint points. That could be what this one comes down to, a battle of great post players not just from across the uc but across the state of tennessee in any classification clay county and van buren county tonight and guess what folks we've gone and decided we're gonna make this the game of the week and you can listen to it on sports radio 104.7 tip off is at 7 p.m Pre-game will begin around 6.50 with our very own Jace Brown. He's excited. I'm excited. Everybody very excited for this game. So make sure you get tuned in or you get a ticket and you head on up to Van Buren County High School where it is going to be beyond standing room only for a sub-state game and, of course, a state tournament berth on the line. This is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook returns. And now we have the distinct honor and pleasure of talking with a coach who's all too used to being in this moment at this point, but certainly is not coaching a team that three weeks ago anyone was sure would get to this point. And two weeks ago after the district tournament, a lot of people felt pretty sure wouldn't get to this point but what do the Upperman Lady Bees and head coach Dana McWilliams do? 
All they do is win, baby. Win, 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 no matter what. And Coach McWilliams was kind enough after a couple very dominant wins in the region tournament and one very, very, maybe not dominant, but impressive win over White County in the region championship. Coach McWilliams, kind enough to join us now. Coach McWilliams, always a pleasure to get to talk with you. And uh, your team has has sort of taken a a big turn here. Two games in the district tournament uh, where you come up short and then you turn a corner three really, really good basketball games at Tullahoma against Tullahoma, Lawrence County, and then a big win over White County. What was kind of the difference for you guys? Was there a message? Was was it a practice habit? What sort of changed for you guys uh, between being at Tech and then these three games here at Tullahoma in the region? I think, you know, we several people have asked me that question. I think just in the district tournament, you know, we got beat by two really good teams. Our district's strong. Uh, those games against Livingston and Stone Memorial could have went anyway in the regular season, and they just happened to come out on top in the district tournament. So, you know, we knew we had um, back against the wall a little bit, uh, having to travel on the road to a really good Tullahoma team. And we just try to make some adjustments at, um, in <clears throat> in our practice and uh, try to clean up some things and just – but, you know, overall, seeing a new face was helpful, too. You know, hadn't played Tullahoma this year, hadn't played Lawrence County this year. Um, but, I, you know, honestly, I think um wasn't that we, – we didn't have our best maybe in the district tournament, but also, you know, got, got beat by two good teams. Certainly. We've talked about it before, how incredibly good this district can be. Uh, you go to Tullahoma and you get a big win. <laughs> the Lawrence County game, you guys sort of ran away with that one early and then of course white county a hard-fought ball game those are three different games the way they played out as well what gives your team the ability to sort of adjust to whether it's lawrence county where you guys are flying up and down the floor or a a game like white county where you sort of just avoid getting into foul trouble and get them into foul trouble a much slower pace well we didn't avoid getting in foul trouble against white county i had two kids foul out played my whole first half without uh, Gracie Butler, who's a real uh, big part of our uh, team. But, we, you know, I think that's just making adjustments. I think that's um, any time all through the season you have to make adjustments. Each uh, team you play, you know, plays differently, and, and you have to, you know, approach how you're going to play them differently also. So that wasn't really that big of a change for us. It's something that we do all year long. Uh, so that that wasn't really really an adjustment for us. It's just – you know, just being prepared for each game. We look. I want to look back at that Lawrence County game quickly because I mean that we've talked about with this team starting slow, starting fast. They not only started fast; it felt like they came out and they maintained that in that ball game. What were you guys able to do to not just come out and start fast, but feel like you could maintain that momentum for you know basically the entire ball game? Who knows? Well, you know, you, you you hope that happens every time. The <laughs> girls just came out ready. They played well the entire game. Just really put a complete game together, I thought. Um, actually, all three games, I thought, was a complete game um, on both ends from everyone. I think that was the biggest thing is we, we've had games where somebody stepped up and we found a way to win. But uh, this past week, looked like everybody um, played well and uh, contributed on both ends of the court. 
Yeah, no doubt. You look at the White County game, and, and a prime example of that, as you mentioned, it is Gracie Butler uh, sits out for, for a lot of the first half. She's kind of been the offensive catalyst, even in those losses in the district tournament. She was sort of a dominant force. Uh, what did you love out of your team's ability to step up without her on the floor and not only find points but create points in a lot of ways defensively? I think Bella Styles and Bella Mullins, I think they had a great tournament. Taylor got us off to a big start. Seems like every game in the um, region, Taylor was on point. Uh, she's such a tremendous shooter. She gets a good look. She makes it. Uh, and, you know, Bella Styles and Bella Mullins really stepped up in the tournament. Had some great minutes out of uh, Gracie Hamilton. She does a lot of the little things for us and for our team. And, you know, Gracie Butler's a great player for us. So, you know, we, we definitely had to make some adjustments there. I thought um, Sadie South came in and made a huge uh, three for us. I thought it was a crucial time for us in the second half. I thought it was one of the biggest shots of the game. Um, and, I, you know, I felt like everybody who came in just uh, contributed. And, you know, we just made we just had to play without Gracie Butler. And it, it wasn't easy, but I think those other kids stepping up definitely made a difference. Yeah, we've discussed previously what those five and really those six, if you include Sadie South, mean to this team. But a couple people coming in, playing some key minutes because of uh, not just a little bit of foul trouble, but just kind of situational basketball. What did you love here recently out of the deeper parts of your bench coming in and finding a way to not just play significant minutes, but some of them coming in and getting buckets? Well, Ella Harrell, I think, made big minutes against White Mm -hmm. County. You know, she had to play a lot more minutes than she normally does. Uh, just really uh, did a great job uh, on both ends for us, uh, taking those minutes and, and helping us uh, move forward without Gracie. And Cora Bass came in, hit uh, two big, big free throws at the end of the game. Got some good minutes out of uh, Ava Allen. And, you know, Allie, Allie Jones hasn't seen a lot of minutes. Uh, came in late and on the defensive end, a couple possessions for us there late in the game against Rock County. That was big. Just, you know, we talked about early in the year how we thought, you know, our depth could be uh, an asset to us. And, and sometimes those kids uh, don't play very minutes, very many minutes at all. And sometimes they have really important minutes. And that's what we talked to our team about after the game at White County about, you know, how it's not, it's not easy to come off the bench and um, be expected to not just play minutes, but play an important role in a, a game as crucial as a, a region championship. So couldn't be more proud of those kids that came in and contributed. Well, obviously, thanks to the win over White County, you guys get to host uh, tomorrow night in a sub-state matchup. You're obviously somebody who has been in this situation countless times and probably understands more than most how important that can be, what a difference it can make. But I'll just ask, how big a deal is it to get to have this game on your home floor in Baxter versus having to, in White, in, uh, White County's case, having to go to Heritage? You know, it's just it's such a fun experience for the kids to get to be at home, get those seniors another home game, have your fans here, your students here. It's just it's a it's incredible atmosphere. It's something that you know um, everybody doesn't get to experience in their high school career, and these seniors are so fortunate. This is their third time, third straight time that they'll get a host a sub-state game to play in a sub-state game, whether you're traveling or you're coming on, 
or you're hosting is is a great experience. But getting that opportunity to do it at, in in front of your home crowd, it you know it it's a huge advantage and it's just something special, something that they'll um, remember probably for the rest of their life. Not sure how much you've gotten to look at your opponent, Signal Mountain, coming up tomorrow night. Uh, where do the Lady Bees get better, first and foremost, concentrating on yourselves? Where do you guys get better at this point in this moment? And obviously, if you know anything or have seen anything, what are some things from Signal Mountain you can try to key on or counter? We played Signal Mountain last year also in this same game. So we're familiar a little bit with their team and, and what they do. Their, their team's a little bit different dynamic this year, but they are, they have a missed basketball finalist on their team. A very good player. They're they're a solid team. We we know that you know, this is not going to be an easy game. We're going to have to bring bring our best uh, on Saturday night. And you know, just for us, um, we're going to continue to just try to do the things that we do. Try to improve uh, on the things that, that that we feel we can. You know, there's not a lot uh, that you're going to do differently maybe make some adjustments here and there but I thought you know this week has been a a solid week for us I feel like uh, playing some of our best basketball at the right time so we just hope that continues for us on Saturday after the way they played in the region tournament there is now absolutely no reason to think it won't continue for them tonight and certainly no reason to think that upper men and the lady bees won't be right back in the glass house at the murphy center for the state tournament they've made i think it's six of the last seven on the verge of making it seven of the last eight uh, so no reason to think they won't do that head coach dana mcwilliams joining us always a pleasure to get to talk with her i greatly appreciate it this is the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders and if you're hearing this that means you followed instructions and you went to the podcasted version of the show from saturday morning march 2nd and now you're here to hear from head coach neil caps stone memorial panthers and i'm not going to keep you from it without further ado here is head coach neil caps Coach Caps, uh, I'm just going to get right to it because I don't really know how else to to go into a conversation about one of the absolute craziest endings I've ever seen to a basketball game. Uh, I'm just going to ask simply from your perspective, 10.1 seconds on the clock, from that point on, the way that game plays out, uh, you were tell, you were telling me you've been not been a part of anything like it. From your perspective, what were those final 10 seconds like? Well, what we were wanting to do, we told the other guys that wasn't guarding the ball not to help off. We wanted to really, you know, we didn't want them to be able to kick um, to an open shooter. We wanted, you know, um, in guarding guarding the ball coming down the floor, we didn't want to, you know, just completely get away from it. it just um, wanted to, we didn't turn him uh, like I think we, you know, a lot to him. But I think we were so afraid to foul in that situation. And um, we 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 really gave him good tempo. He had good rhythm going in the shot. We really didn't mess up any any of the tempo or rhythm. And I just think that we were so worried if we got too close, we might foul, give him an ass one. Uh, and it was just it was a tough spot. And then he he just stepped up, made a shot. And then after that, you know, we we drew up a play. Um, they threw a wrinkle into it defensively, and we we held on to the ball a little bit too long. And it was just a it was just a confluence of a lot of 
negative things going against us right there, and we just it is we just couldn't get it off of us, you know, and it just kind of just kept rolling. And uh, I've never seen ten seconds in a game of basketball like that in my life. Or well, I've seen it. You see it on TV, or you see other people do it, but you know, it's a good learning experience for us. Um, uh, we uh, hopefully will grow from it as a as a team because we definitely don't want to go through that again. But we'll be better. I know I'll be better as a coach from it. Uh, the returning players hopefully will be better from it. And uh, but it is it's it's tough. That's not the way you want to end the season. It's not the way you want to see seven seniors go out after a, a you know a pretty good a really good season. You know playing it. You know we've we we had played really well against. Uh, Upperman three times, and, you know, and and really, really, really had some rough, you know, things go some rough things go against us in two of the games. But again, you know, I, I talked to I talked to Bobby McWilliams the other day, and he he, I, I I told him I just that's basketball, you know, that's that's what happens sometimes in the game of basketball when you play when you play sports. That's that's a hundred percent what's going to happen sometimes. We don't like it, but. It definitely is. It definitely is. You know, it definitely is part of the game, and we. Uh, but it, you know, I don't really know how to <laughs> really explain it, but that's just part of basketball. It it definitely is, Coach. No doubt. You mentioned it though. You guys had some some absolute classics with Upperman this year. That's a that's a bees team that has really dominated many other opponents. What what were you guys able to do or what do you think it is that made you guys such a difficult matchup for them and, and vice versa, obviously uh, them such an interesting matchup for you guys. I just think we both, I think we're pretty mirror images of each other in terms of both teams got a really good player. Both teams have really competitive guys around them. Both teams can push back on each other. Um, you know, you, as you look, there's just not, I mean, there's not a big glaring advantage uh, in terms of, of this or that. I mean, both teams just, they can push back. Uh, you know, I, I think that's, uh, they, they don't, you know, they have, against some of the teams they'll play, they'll, they'll have a size advantage. Um, I don't think against us that they have a, a massive size advantage. So then it just comes down to execution and, people going and making plays and that's what both teams do uh, when we play it's just really competitive and we just go play and uh and they made they made two more plays than we did down the stretch and that's it so that's why i mean i just don't think there's a big glaring advantage from either team uh you know we uh like i said yeah just, uh the ability and i i said this all year just you know, having the size we have, we, we just have that ability to push back against them. They have the ability with their size to push back against us. And that's that makes for makes for good basketball. Yeah, no, it absolutely made for some spectacular games this year. You mentioned earlier though, uh, a really great season, twenty one and ten overall, an eight and two finish uh in the district, challenging for that number one spot uh against Upperman. How proud are you of this team's uh, effort and ability uh, here throughout the basketball season to to put together another spectacular campaign for the Panthers? 
I'm just super proud of these guys. You know, we had to overcome a lot in terms of, you know, we're, we replaced three starters. We replaced uh, a lot of rotational guys. Um, and, you know, we got a lot of people in a lot of new spots coming into the season with a lot of question marks. And we had some guys that really step up. Uh, made plays. Uh, we, you know, we got better. I feel we got better as the season went on. Uh, with uh, some, and and I just never. It's been a long time since I coached a team that got along as well as these guys. They just really cared about each other, and that's that was the neat neat spot, uh, uh, thing about the whole season is these guys. I mean, you could just they never nobody like hang out with the same person all the time. It's like, but. Sometimes they'd hang out with this person. Sometimes they'd hang out with another person another day doing it. And they just really seem to get along. And I think that's a lot of times that's what will carry you through a lot of situations, just that camaraderie, that chemistry. And um, I just, I'm just i just happy for them. Couldn't be more proud of them the way they, uh, they competed this year. And, you know, uh, outside, you know, and I, t- I had to tell them, I said, don't let 10 seconds in, in, in a season define the whole season. I know it hurts. I know it stings. It's not something you want to remember. But uh, it was a very successful season, something to be proud of, and uh, something hopefully they'll look back on someday and, and with with you know with a lot of joy and uh, and, and reminisce on the good good things they've accomplished. Stone Memorial head boys basketball coach Neil Caps joining us, Coach Caps. I I certainly wish I had the time to go through every senior right individually talk about each one, but we'd be here for for hours on end. And as much as I'd love that, that's just not uh, not how it goes. But I will ask, <laughs> what did seven? What did these seven guys? What did these seniors mean to this program? Mean to you as a coach? Um, and, and obviously, I'll take it a little bit of a step further, and I'm gonna make the assumption that. Uh, that you know them probably even a little bit better than you know a lot of other groups because you know your son is in fact on this basketball team. Well, they they were just all really good guys, you know, uh, you know, very competitive, good guys. Um, they they um, you know you know like I just previously mentioned, they just got along so well. Uh, they cared about each other. Um, they were always, you know, and it was just the neat part. It was the how they they just they didn't always hang out with the same person. And normally, you know, you see it in a lot of teams, uh, they'll be very cliquish, or they'll have this group that they'll hang out with, or this person they'll hang out with. But these these seniors did a really nice job at, at just making everybody feel a part. Uh, you know, all the way down, you know, and young young men like like Jordan Manis and Zayden Rice, who maybe never. They didn't get the minutes they wanted, but they they didn't let it. They didn't. You could couldn't tell it in their body language. They were just really good young men who did a good job at leadership, leading leading uh, from from the bench, leading in practice, always stepping up. Just young guys like that, uh, young men like that, that just really put the team first. And and um, you know, I did. You are correct. I did get to know a lot of them a little bit better because some, you know, they were hanging around with Cade, and um, and that just and it's a testament of just again just the quality young men that they are. Got to know them on a personal level instead of just in the gym. And um, uh, you know, you you can get to know somebody a little bit better when you, you they, a lot of them would go places with Cade and I when we would go to a ball game or something like that. They we they we'd have a couple go with us. You can just talk to them and get to know them that way, and uh, it, they're just—it was just so—it it was a really fun group, uh, and 
you know, like you said, we you could go on for a long time on each one of them, but uh, as a whole, uh, there's just a really quality group of young men who's going to be. And I told them, you know, that that would that ten seconds is going to sting, but it, I I promised them that there'll be better days ahead. You know, whenever you uh, you're you're a husband, you're a dad, you, you know, and there's there's going to be brighter times, way bigger times in life. You won't look back on this. Uh, you'll be look. You'll look back on this very proud. You won't look back on it sad. And you know when you're a parent and you've got kids, and um, it, it's it's uh, it's it was a really neat group, really neat year. Uh, just proud to be a part, of, a small part of it. Well, Coach Caps, before I let you go, one more, and and you you t- sort of alluded to it right there. This is a group of seniors that are going to leave their mark, and that ten seconds is going to leave their mark on a lot of young men who are coming back. Headlined, of course by Cade, but we know what Cade is. We understand what Cade can be and hopefully will be for this team. But talk to me about some of the other guys, young guys you have coming back, the Jordan Manis, the Spencer Bowman, uh, so on and so forth. Well, Jordan isn't. Jordan's a senior. Oh, okay. But uh, we do have we do have young men uh, coming back. We do, Spencer Bowman, who got a lot of minutes for us uh, down the stretch. You know, Spencer – his his game is he, his responsibility is really going to pick up. We've, we're going to ask him to do a lot more. Um, you know, a young man who got a lot of minutes early, but you know, I always tell kids down the stretch and postseason, our rotations really shrink. But a young man who got a lot of minutes early was Caden Page, a good little basketball player that has a ton of potential. Uh, and it, and you know, as a freshman coming in this year, it, it, it it's hard for freshmen to play varsity because uh, you have so much you have to learn, so much you have to you have to pick up. And it, it, it is a tough adjustment going from middle school to uh, varsity high school basketball. But he, he's got a year under his belt, got a lot of minutes under his belt now. We'll be looking for him as well. Kane Basenko had a really nice year coming off the bench, playing in that five spot. We're going to ask him to do some things. And some young men that I really think have a, a an absolute ton of potential are young men like uh, Hunter Haney, and Briggs Low, both of them about six five. Um, going, you know, very versatile young men who have the potential to play a lot of different spots for us out there on the floor. And then, uh, you know, a lot of guys that you know, JV guys maybe wasn't on varsity that could possibly step up. We'll see. Uh, Jay Kennedy was a, 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 a sophomore guard who who all the kid does is play basketball. But he had a lot of people in front of him. Jake has a lot of potential to to step up his game, um, and, and where he's going to get that opportunity. But you know he's going to compete against Spencer a lot in the in the in the off season, in the summer, in the practice. It's going to you know competition makes everybody better, and so we're going to have a lot of guys that that will have the opportunity to step up uh, who have played a lot of basketball and play a lot of basketball in the summers and the in the springs and travel ball and stuff like that. So there, we have the potential to to be pretty good again, but we'll just have to see. You know, uh, every you know, I always like the saying goes, everybody's always got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and uh, these young men, these young men are going to have to get punched in the mouth. I think we played one of the toughest summer schedules a team could have played last summer, uh, going to all the BCAT uh, tournaments and playing again. You know, a lot of teams that we played last summer are still playing now and playing for championships. Uh, so we uh, we're looking forward to it. We're going to put them in a gauntlet again uh, this this summer to kind of see who they are, to kind of kind of 
um, uh, to be a litmus test for them to kind of say, hey, you really struggle with this or you really struggle with that. You need to get better at this, get better at that. Uh, and summer basketball can do that for a lot of people. So we're, we're, we've got a lot of young men, and I know I'm probably leaving somebody out. We've got a lot of young, uh, young guards that have, that have hopes of, um, that are, you know, going to be sophomores next year that'll probably have hopes and aspirations. Hopefully they can get some minutes, but you know, it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of competition of young men trying to fill roles. We're going to replace four starters. So, uh, we're going to replace, um, uh, first, our first sub off the bench. So there's five spots open opened up really quick um, after Tuesday night. So uh, it's it's going to be a contest for a lot of guys to to see if they're willing to step into a uh, a really tough environment. So they'll have every opportunity, and we'll see. Head coach Neil Caps on a bonus segment on the podcasted version of the high school playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Closing it out right here. Thank you to each and every one of our guests. Thank you guys out there for not only listening, but choosing to come listen to the podcasted version and get your bonus content. I try to give a little bit of bonus content each and every week. Sometimes it's a whole interview. Sometimes it's a couple extra questions in a couple different interviews. But I always try to do that because the podcasted version uh, is something that I'm extremely passionate about uh, because I know most of the time in my life, I don't get to listen to or watch a lot of stuff live. So I try to incentivize you uh, to come grab the podcasted version. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.